And we're extra spooky. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> anyway, oh, here we go. It's Scoops and Lord Bitches. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> if you've never listened to this podcast before and you're still listening and you haven't clicked off, thank you. You're a real one. We love you. We're usually a true crime podcast. But we do get spooky, spooky. Yeah. Some weird shit up in here. And very funny in this one. Yes. Very. 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 We have some gems and scoops and lore. Yes. Um, we don't do any, you know, fucking around in the beginning of these. We just get right to it. And Courtney always goes first. I do. In scoops and lore. Because I'm number one. In your heart. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Love you. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah, so I'm going to go first. Um, I told you that my topic is actually, it's, I guess it's in honor of a podcast that we're friends with that listens to us and loves us. I was going to say, like, who the fuck are you cheating on our podcast with? I'm not cheating on it on our podcast with. No, no, no. I wanted to do something fun, so I did it, and then I was like, the whole time I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my god, I have to promote this podcast because they've done a way better job of talking about this subject and a way more vast information on it, if you're interested in it. Um, Paranormally Cryptid Uh, by with Cody. Uh, Hi, Cody. He still listens. He still loves us. He's amazing. We will link his show in the show notes. Yes, please do. Um, And so, in honor of him and in honor of Spooky Season, I decided to do Mothman. Hell yeah. Which, if you don't know, he loves Mothman. Yes. And there's no way either of us could ever touch on the amount of information that he has on Mothman. No. And like I said, if you're interested in this and you want way more information, please go listen to his podcast because that man has done some amazing work with Yes. Not only the Mothman, but any cryptid. Yeah, in general. He's very good at it. So yeah. He's like on fucking ghost hunting. Like, yeah. He's in it. He's intense. <laughs> in a good way. Like, I'm Respect. jealous. Like, <laughs> do your thing. So, hi, Cody. Hi, Cody. Okay, so I'm talking about Mothman. So, town is called Point Pleasant, mm-hmm. which I, for some reason, did not know that. Really? Weird. I know. I know. Did you never see the movie either? With no, Ashton Kutcher? I've never seen it. Wow. I had no interest in seeing it because I'm not a big Ashton Kutcher fan, so. I'm not either, but it was just out of the norm for him. And mm, it was just. Fair. You know. Eh. It was pretty good. I like the butterfly effect. But oh, it's wait. a matching creature. Hold on. I think I'm getting the butterfly effect and Mothman mixed up in my brain. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I am getting it mixed up. You are, because. Richard yeah, Gere. Richard yeah. Gere. Yeah, yeah. I actually talk about it in this. That's why I think it's funny. What a dumbass I am. <clears throat> You're fine. You were on the right path. <laughs> but it's in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. West Virginia. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it offers their residents and visitors a landscape once claimed by a 
or claimed for France by a 7th century explorer. Nice. A battlefield, many swear, is the first place for the Revolutionary War. Nice. And a bipedal, which if you don't know what that means, it means walking with two legs. Humanoid, moth-like creature with glowing (laughs) eyes. Yep. That's what this town has to offer. Fuck no. I hate moths. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) hate them. I have an... It's not even an irrational fear because this shit happens of them burrowing in my fucking ear. I can't even stand hearing them flap in my vicinity. Nope. Yeah, I will will say when they go by your ear and flap, that noise is... Absolutely not. And the fact that they just turn into dust when you squish them, no. I don't get it. Absolutely not. And the smell of mothballs is horrendous. Right. Go back to hell from whence you came. Except for lunar moths. They're very pretty. Well, yeah, that's fine. I'm talking about Miller moths. Yes, I don't like Miller moths. And these fuckers. And in Colorado, we have a fucking moth season. Oh, and it's horrendous. Although this year wasn't too bad. I think because we got more moisture. But there's literally, I recall years where I would be driving home from work at night and it's literally like a fucking sea of moths. No. I remember we used to, like, no. I would open my door to let my dog out, and, like, the corner of the door would yeah. just be piles right. of moths. Pro tip, if you use peppermint essential oil yes, at one of my old apartments, there, like, it was one of the bad moth seasons, and I saw something on Google to spray, like, a kind of diluted peppermint essential oil. I did it around the door frame of my patio door. Worked so well. So well. I'm going to remember that yes. when we have another bad one. Yes. Mm. So anyone that needs that Tips. knowledge. It works. I wonder if it works Get on the Mothman. I'm curious. Uh, he's a big bitch, so <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because he was lovingly dubbed Mothman um, by the locals, which is kind of funny. but like, also oh, a giant moth humanoid. That sounds delightful. Right? Uh... So the creature has risen from local appearances to from hell, right? <laughs> to a national level as a leader in the cryptid um, revival in the last twenty years, roughly. Yeah. Um. There's been a big, big uprising in it in yeah. about the last. He's kind of like getting up there with like Bigfoot and yeah. Nessie. Yeah. He's yeah, he's man. taking 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 names and running with them. Yeah. Um. In case you guys don't know what a cryptid is, I'm going to tell you real quick. It they're creatures with. Um, who exist that are not proven by science to be found in, like, normal society. So mm-hmm. they are considered folklore, not folklore. Um, throughout <laughs> That's a the great United episode. States. <laughs> Go listen to that one. <laughs> folklore is an epic episode. <laughs> Go listen to it. Um, but yeah, United States around the world, it's known everywhere. Yeah. So, according to theories, on November 15th, 1966, the Mothman emerged from, and this is so funny that you said this, but the depths of hell, (laughs) yes, that is the words in here, or the upper echelons of space. There are literally two (laughs) options. Hell, space. That is what people have come to the conclusion of. (laughs) And I just kept laughing because you kept saying that, and I was like, you're giving away, shut up. So, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and then Steve and Mary Millette. They were driving together on Route 62, which I always want to say Route 66, yep. but all right. Get your fucking kicks. Mm, facts. I'm okay. dropping all the F-bombs. I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> it's like tomato without the tub. Sorry. Okay. Tomato. 
Down here. Okay, so they were near the abandoned National Guard armory building and a power plant when they saw an alarming figure standing six to seven feet tall. And in the headlights, they saw giant eyes showing bright red. And next to an abandoned power plant and armory just sounds like yep. a great location. Yep. Yeah. And the fact that those are very close to each other just sounds so great. It sounds odd, right? So great. Yeah. What the hell? So, obviously, this scares them. I would be terrified, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Roger drives off in his car and speeds it down. And he's like, I would uh, nope out of there so fast. fast. (laughs) He's like, and bye. (laughs) Nice to know you. Never. Um, Okay. So, the creature followed, apparently. Oh, I'm smacking shit because I'm talking with my hands. Talk with your hands. I can't help it because I get excited on these ones. Oh, I know. I talk with my hands all the time. I do too, which I want to know why we do that. Is that a comfort thing? It's just expression. Yeah, but why it's do humans eccentricities. have to do it? I don't know. Anyway. Because I think it adds more to their story. No, that's fair. And it I'm sure does. us fuckers with attention deficit, deficit disorders. <laughs> so we're both sitting here doing the Spock sign to each other. I started other. doing because you were doing it I inadvertently. Can you I can't do it with this hand because this is my arthritic hand. Oh. Any of these this is what my too. fingers do when I try to do it. <laughs> I can also do the pinkies. I can do that. Well, kind of. <laughs> I can do them all. It's really weird. I have very malleable fingers. It's odd. Ew. Oh, okay. Phalanges. Way to take that that way. Okay. I didn't. I just don't like fingers. Fair. I don't like hands. Fair. <laughs> Yours don't function correctly, so that would make sense. No, I actually have, like, I'm repulsed by hands. Like, I don't know if I've ever told you this. No. <laughs> my mom and my cousin can tell you all about this. I discovered this when I was in cosmetology school because we would have to watch oh, the videos. the fake hands? No. It was people doing things with their hands. And I was oh. so disgusted by, like, disembodied hands. If I couldn't see the person that they were attached to, they grossed me out fair. so much. I mean, that's actually a fair, I hate it. fair thing. <laughs> I'm here for it. I have really weird irrational fears, too. Yeah. So I'm... I'm Behind you. Yeah. Okay. So according to the first witness account, the thing, because at the time they didn't have a name for it. Yeah. Right? Rose up like a helicopter. That was their quote. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Not today, Satan. Not tomorrow. Not ever. (laughs) They said said it was a clumsy runner. (laughs) (laughs) He's like... (laughs) (laughs) You were... A, a mythical creature and you can't fucking you run. You can't fucking run. He's like, with those things all like, Naruto I running. See, I just see <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Naruto like with wings forward. just like fucking running. Because <laughs> he can't get like <laughs> the centripetal force. It was like wings. I can't body. believe you know about the Naruto run, but I love it. <laughs> um, They said, but he excelled in gliding. <laughs> He just put those wings out, and he's like, he's like, I can just picture him falling. Oh my god, those like fairy toys. Yes, they were like weapons. You would pull a whole string on it. Yep. I saw someone do that as a Halloween costume, and they used a hoverboard, and so they put the hoverboard with their wings spinning. I was like, that just like when those would start to fall. That's what I pictured. He's just like spinning in a circle. Those sky fairies. (laughs) Like I can't run. But I can glide. A bitch can glide. Can glide. <laughs> when it started gliding, it could keep up very easily. And 
even reached the car that was driving 100 miles per hour. <laughs> Apparently. Okay, it just had so to glide. My question is, is he like jumping and then gliding or is he just like hovering off the ground and he's just able to? I think he's flapping. I think he's doing his thing. Gliding and flapping are different though. My guess is that he had to flap at some point because no creature with wings can't not flap. He's just like... <laughs> Probably just majestically flipping at a hundred miles an hour, just keeping pace like it's no big deal. I wish we were recording. Then why this does video he need to run? This is great. I don't, well, I think he had to, to start to run. It was already standing on the ground, and like I said, he came up like a helicopter. Went doo -doo 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 -doo, trip, 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 wings, and then he was out. Absurd. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely absurd. Right. <laughs> so, so, the creature's debut obviously upset the town residents, making for it in, uh, this is so funny, making for an unsure headline the next day in the Point Pleasant Registry. The headline read as, I'm dead. Couple see man-sized bird, dot, 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 creature, dot, 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 something. <laughs> it's like a man bird. Man bird he can't something. run. He could glide. I don't know the fuck he is. <laughs> I'm dead. But the fact that that went in an actual, like, <laughs> registry <laughs> as a Man title. Bird. Creature. Creature. Something. Something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we're just going to hit all, all, all areas of topics. <laughs> <clears throat> so this riled up the residents. To the point... What is this something? Right? To the point... Bird. Wait, but this is funny. So it riles them up to the point where they go on a search for this unknown creature. <laughs> Instead of pitchforks and torches, though, guys, they... For several nights, townspeople were hunting with rifles and preferred weapons looking for this creature. But it's a moth. The flames would have been great. Right? Just throw a flame at it. flames. They love them. Throw them in, in light. Them. They're from hell. Throw them in them. <laughs> They're like, this is home. This home. <laughs> that is why moths are from hell, people. Moth, go home. <laughs> I don't like E.T. either, so there's that. Okay. So oh my god, core what? memory. I got this E.T. from mm -hmm. Universal Studios, and he was wearing the gray hoodie, mm -hmm. and he wasn't it's like a, a stuffed hoodie. animal. He was like hard. It's a red hoodie. Okay. No, he was wearing a gray hoodie. This yeah. ET that I got. Oh, I know that the kid the wears one in the, the red hoodie. Is red, yeah. Yes, but he was wearing a gray hoodie. Mm. I remember specifically, mother. Do you remember this ET? You should. I have only seen ET once. <clears throat> yeah, it was like, like it weirded me out. Yeah, I do. However, like the ride at Universal, and I hope they never get rid yeah. of it. Yeah, that's where I got it. It's just after very that. loud. I have to wear earplugs on that ride because it's so loud. I don't really remember it. It was a long time ago for me. Twenty-five years ago. Ew. Yep. We need to take you again. Um, okay, so, <laughs> sightings of what the area newspaper dubbed the Mothman, as we know, continued to follow throughout years. Mm -hmm. Often leaving witnesses with a deep sense of dread because they can't <laughs> prove anything. Right. They're like, we know it's around. Right? We just don't know where. <laughs> Many locals believe that the Mothman lived in a vacant nuclear power plant that we talked about outside of Point Pleasant. Yep. Perhaps it was an escaped product of some sort of government secret experiment. Wouldn't they be surprising. Know, right? <laughs> but with this initial contact and according to written reports, Mothman would be responsible for a host of strange sightings and events in Point Pleasant 
and the surrounding areas, such as lurking outside homes, chasing cars, and stealing pet <laughs> dogs, which I'm going to get into. Just chasing cars. I cannot picture it without him clumsily running. <laughs> his Naruto <laughs> run, and he's just too far forward, and he keeps landing on his feet. Whoops, my foot got in my way. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. It's encrypted. I know. <laughs> and that caused terror. <laughs> and okay. stole puppies. Stop oh, it. I'm telling you the story right now. And I <laughs> took this straight out of one of my sources because the wording was just chef's kiss. That's great. <laughs> so the day before Mothman stretched his leathery wings oh, above yes. the couple's car, oh, oh my gosh. it's possible that he actually made a stop in Newell, uh, Partridge? Partridge. Partridge. Oh my gosh. You just like short circuited. Short circuited. I did. My brain. I I looked at it, said it, knew what I said it right. Yeah. P-A-R-T-R-I-D-G. Yeah. Partridge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. um, (laughs) Home in Salem, West Virginia, which I didn't know there was a Salem, West Virginia until this article. Mm. Um, I either say it in Oregon and Salem, Massachusetts, but I didn't know there was one in West Virginia. You're talking so fast and normally. I know. I gotta slow down. <laughs> uh, so this account recorded in John Kill's book, The Mothman Prophecies, which was in 1975, tells of a German shepherd named Bandit who had bolted into the woods after glowing red circles. Um, Newell said that he looked for Bandit but couldn't find anything but saw footprints, like paw prints, mm-hmm. going in a circle and then they vanished. Oh my gosh. Right? See, that's why, like, to me, the stories about the Mothman sound a lot like alien. Oh, facts. Which is why they say he's from space. Right. Um, space or hail. Yeah. <laughs> it's unknown if the true birth of the Mothman story is attached to Bandit's story, but, right. like, it's kind of odd that they're that close together mm-hmm. town wise, and then also, like, I don't know, within days of each other. Right. Yeah. Kind of odd. A coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. However, the sightings abruptly stopped in December of 1967. He got skirt, I- or he got smushed into dust. Mm-mm. <laughs> I wish. After a very tragic incident that happened in Point Pleasant, <clears throat> the Silver Bridge, which carried U.S. Route 35 across the Ohio River actually ended up collapsing due to a heavy weight during rush hour, and it killed 46 people, which I didn't know it did that, but mind-blowing. Yep. Later attributed to the fault of suspension chains, the collapse did not stop the conspiracy theories from spreading. So in 1975, when John Kell wrote that book, The Mothman Prophecies, in the book, he linked the bridge collapse with the Mothman sightings because mm-hmm. they were just so close. Again, right. ironic right. that all these things happen. And he suggested that the sightings were bad omens about the impending bridge collapse itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as we talked earlier, 2002, the book was actually turned into a movie starring Richard Greer and Laura Linney. Mm-hmm. And the spooky West Virginia legend exploded into the national stage at this point. So, the small town of Point Pleasant actually fully embraced the most famous resident, as mm-hmm. we know at this point, welcoming the annual Mothman Festival in 20- 2002, which Cody has gone to. So, if you guys want any information on that, he's got it. And they also installed a 12-foot 
metallic statue of the creature in 2003. It's a wild, and I will post it on our Instagram (laughs) when we post this because it's really kind of actually cool to look at. And they actually opened a Mothman Museum and Research Center in 2005. Of course they did. Of course they did. (laughs) Um, To which the uh, festival and the the, uh, museum, I put in my sources Mm -hmm. for our show notes just in case people were curious because it's actually kind of cool. I was looking at the museum one and I was like, this is kind of dope. I'm here for it. (laughs) There's obviously no way to determine what exactly haunted... Point Pleasant and the skies in the 1960s, but some credit of the sightings goes to the migration of sandhill cranes, which Mm. I was like, interesting. Yeah. While others believe that it was a large owl that wasn't native to the area. That's a big fucking owl. And I'm sorry, but (laughs) owls are not clumsy. I could see cranes being clumsy, but owls? Right. Yeah, the crane would make sense. Right. Because they aren't like, I mean, they, they are, they're good at staying still. Yeah, but when they start walking, they're kind of wonky. Right. They got some (laughs) long-ass legs with a heavy upper body. Yeah. Though the Mothman sightings have decreased significantly since the 1960s, photos of the Mothman and, like, creatures taken by a man driving through Point Pleasant made headlines in 2016, which is, like, not that long ago. Right. The Mothman was also spotted in Chicago, leading some to believe he relocated to the Windy City, or perhaps <laughs> there is more than one Mothman in our mists. And I will tell you about... Oh, I thought I put it in here with Chicago. I guess I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, he was spotted in Chicago in, like, 2019. Whoa. But um, since 1975, he's been... Quiet, he's kept to himself, but in 2019, that's when he flew over Chicago, and he stoked the paranormal creature craze again, and he makes national news once again as the case of the Chicago Mothman. Interesting. Dun-dun-dun! Where in the fuck would he hide? I have no idea. In a building? (laughs) I mean, he's probably chilling in in the bean. (laughs) He's chilling in the bean. At least that's what I think. I mean, how'd he get in the bean? I don't know. He's a moth man. He's a moth. Moths get into everything. You he know apparated this. into it. Ew. But that's the story of the moth Why you? I don't know. I just don't like moths. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> and I'm tired. Yeah. Well, thanks for that weirdness. You're welcome. What a creepy little fucker. He is kind of creepy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but I will say that Cody does a much better job at talking about it. It's very interesting. If oh, yeah. If you want to look got... into it, seriously, yeah. listen to him. Yeah. If you want to, like, know more and do a deep dive, 1,000% yeah. listen to his show. And also go on his Instagram, because he's got a bunch of stuff from when yeah. he went to the festival, if you're ever <laughs> interested, and it's really cool. I forgot that he went to that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Cody has a wealth of knowledge on the Mothman. And cryptids in general. Like, he's yeah, just got to. The Mothman is just, like, one. was his, like, Yeah, it's go- it, I mean, it's his profile. It's, right. like, his thumbnail. Yeah. So. Yep. It's pretty dope. Well, Damn. Well, damn. See if he shows up anywhere else. Maybe he's just a traveling bitch now. Better stay out of Colorado. Yeah. No, thank you. Goodbye. I will burn you with a flame. Watch. Goodbye. He's like, I don't even have to go there because all of my little fledglings all are All his there. fledglings are here? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> nope. I have it. Gross. Anyway, yeah. off moths, what are you bringing to the table? So Halloween was yesterday. Yes, ma'am. As when we're recording, so I wanted to talk about some Halloween stuff. I love it. Halloween legends. They're not necessarily, like, things that are 
directly pertaining to Halloween, but it's like things that we talk about at okay. Halloween. So I found this delightful listicle on history.com. That's a real thing. <laughs> I know. It's a list I just, article. That word just throws me off every time I hear it. <laughs> it is a real thing. Um, so I found this on history.com. Okay. So I'm just going to go into kind of what they talk about, the spooky things that we usually associate with Halloween. Okay. So first on their list was the fear of vampires. So Dude, that's like, a real thing. It is, yeah. They're uncovering vampires that are, like, way older now that have, mm. like... There was one that had a full-on, um, oh my god, what is it that the Grim Reaper holds? Oh, I don't a know what scythe? it's called. Scythe? Is that what it's called? I think so. Scythe? Yeah. yeah. The, like, big thing on the stick yeah. with the blade. Well, there was, like, a female body that was uncovered that literally had one, like, stuck across its oh, throat. Oh, hell no. And it was, like, a full-size scythe. Like oh, shit. And that's what they used to do for vampires. So everyone's Damn. like, oh, shoot, it's a vampire. Damn. Yeah. So I did not know this at all during the 19th century Mm -hmm. so consumption or tuberculosis was rampant huge yeah so it during the 19th century it was spreading it claimed the lives of whole families in rhode island connecticut vermont and parts of new england and i didn't know it was so contained i mean obviously it was everywhere we had actually funny fun fact i'm pulling a courtney in Colorado, in Colorado Springs, there's a college, University of Colorado yes, at Colorado right. Springs, and there's a house that used to be used to house tuberculosis patients oh, because yeah, right. people would come to Colorado for the air. They, yes. It was thought to help consumption or tuberculosis. They then moved from like around that area to Estes Parkish, right? I think so. Yeah. Area because it's a higher elevation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So fun fact. Fun fact. Um, but anyway. Before doctors were really able to figure out and explain how these diseases were spread by people, like, they didn't understand the concept of infectious diseases, I guess. Or not, I guess. I know they didn't <laughs> that time. I was like... They had to figure it out. Because there were things before, you know, way before really any viable means of communication were around, even letters. It took ages for letters to get to people, months and months. So people didn't realize how fast things were spreading. So tuberculosis was really the first thing in modern history well, that Well, and medical like that. terminology. Like, we didn't have the medical knowledge right. that we do. And, like, like you said, nobody knew that you could infect somebody else. Right. right. It was just assumed that it was your body, your problem. Right. And aside from, like, the plague, right, tuberculosis was really the first thing that was studied. So right. So before doctors were really able to explain this... There were villagers that believed that some of the people that died from consumption would prey upon their living family members. Mm. Yeah. And so it actually sparked a practice of digging up the dead and burning their internal organs. Yeah. I don't know why it sounds so New Jersey when I said that, organs. Well, because you're on the East Coast when you're talking apparently. about it. Apparently. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of like... People associated that with vampires, and that's where the fear of vampires came around. Even though vampires go back in history, that was kind of what yeah. I was gonna say Transylvania is like, yeah, but this was like, you know, the American version of that of like these people that died of consumption, but they're feasting off of their families. This is where Americans guys got the vampires. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're way behind the tide, but here we are: tuberculosis, vampires. Yes. They're like, oh, you're very sick, and you died. You're feasting on your living family members because you're spitting up blood. Yeah, because you're a vampire, a vampire. Yeah. So that's the first one. 
Next one on the list is why witches fly on brooms. Ooh. That's something I never think about. It's like you just associate it with them. And that's I why think, I liked this article. I just think of Mary on a fucking vacuum. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sarah on a mop. <laughs> anyway, tangents. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go to bed. Okay. Okay. So why witches fly on brooms? So this actually goes back to like the green-skinned witches, which is funny because I don't, yeah, associate all of them with that. Like I only associate Elphaba the Wizard of the, the Wicked Oz Witch. Yeah, and... Elphaba. Yeah, <laughs> defying gravity. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> um, so the green witches would fly on her, their magic broomsticks, and okay. this really came to be an icon for Halloween, of course. Like, you get, like, even the silhouettes. I have one literally on my wall right there. You sure do. So it is very well associated with Halloween. So the earliest image of witches on brooms goes all the way back to the mid-1400s. So 1451. (laughs) So two depictions appeared in um, Martin Lefranc, the French poet, his manuscript, The Champion des Dames, or The Defender of Ladies. And the association between witches and brooms also can be rooted back to pagan fertility rituals. Makes sense. Yeah. And so in these rituals, farmers, they would leap and dance astride poles is exactly what it says. Oh, I did know that. (laughs) I actually did. Yeah. And they would do this actually with poles, brooms, or pitchforks. I knew that. Pitchforks is getting oddly dangerous because you're just asking for some trouble, but... Why did I know that? I don't know, because you're fucking weird. I do have weird knowledge. (laughs) And they would do this dance Mm -hmm. under the light of the full moon. Yes, I did know that. And this was all to encourage crop growth. (laughs) Yep. This was before GMOs and things existed. (laughs) Pesticides. So they called it the broomstick dance. Ah. So it actually became confused with accounts of witches flying through the night on their way to orgies. And other innocent I, meetings is exactly how history.com they, puts it. They started witches with orgies from the beginning, so yeah, <laughs> right. I have it. So those things kind of just got combined and discombobulated, and then witches just ended up getting associated with that. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Run with it. So now we're going on to haunted houses, and they actually came about in the Great Depression, which I'm like... Oxymoron? Yeah. I'm like, interesting. You're already depressed, but let's scare the (laughs) shit out of ourselves, too, while we're at it. So, in the time leading up to the Great Depression, which anyone, I don't know, I I imagine non-Americans know, because the American stock market affects other things around the world, too, Mm -hmm. but in the 1920s, like, late 1920s, early 1930s, stock market crashed, Great Depression, everyone and their mama was poor, except for Daddy Warbucks. Any reference. Any reference. (laughs) But in this time leading up to the Great Depression... Halloween had become a time when young men were able to blow off steam. I think this is kind of when Mischief Night came around, too, mm-hmm. which on the East Coast, I think it's the night before Halloween. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we don't do that out here. No. We don't do the shenanigans. But anyway, they would go too far when this happened. Surprise, we surprise. I'm, yeah, I'm like, men back in that time, y'all were dicks. Y'all were little fuckers. Get your lives together. <laughs> so actually, in 1933... Hundreds of teenage boys, they say, flipped over cars, sawed off telephone poles, and just vandalized a bunch of shit across the country. So it wasn't even just, like, isolated in pockets. It was everywhere. And this was, like, prime time of the Great Depression. 
So they're just I like, just want to know how news of that travel that they decided across the nation, because if you right. guys don't know, America's fucking huge. Right. Uh, they decided, like, how did it get from the East Coast all the way over to the West Coast that this night we're well, all going to do this? the mischief was, like, in general, mischief night only got isolated to the East Coast later on. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. But either way, it just is so dumb to me that it's like, they're just boys letting off steam. Like, don't be tyrants. Do boys That's like when people... Too? Right. That's like when people like tip over cars and start fires when their football team fucking wins I hate the Super Bowl. when that and I'm a sports fan. I know, I, I am too, that. but I'm like I would never do that ever. <laughs> women would in general, I think. That's a generalization, but I've just never heard of a group of women doing something like that. I've seen some involved, but like not yeah. a group. Yeah. And they're like I was gonna say something about I'm not going to. Okay, go for it. <laughs> nope, I'm not going to. <laughs> so, um that Halloween actually ended up getting the moniker of Black Halloween. Oh. Yeah. Which, with the stock market crash four years before that, that was called Black Tuesday. So they just associated them together. So why do we call it Black Friday? Dude, I don't know. Sorry, you just made me think of it. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Halloween. I know. jumping ahead in time. I'm sorry. No. No. (laughs) So... Rather than banning Halloween or Mischief Night, whatever, a lot of people were demanding that, but a lot of communities just started organizing Halloween activities instead in hopes that it would kind of offset this. So they started organizing Halloween activities, including haunted houses. So that's how this came around. They're like, let's scare the shit out of people so these little fuckers won't go and vandalize things and turn over cars and knock over fucking poles. I mean, I'm here for it because I love haunted houses. I don't get scared by them, but I love going right. to them. So, yeah. They're just like, focus their attention elsewhere because boys are usually distracted. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how I came around. Okay. <laughs> um, next is talking about jack-o'-lanterns. So, there's an Irish myth about a man named Stingy Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, this is actually what people believe led to the tradition of carving pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And it started with the faces, or jack-o'-lanterns as we call them. Um, In the legend, Stingy Jack, he will trick the devil into paying for his drink. Irish, of course. (laughs) And then he traps him in the form of a coin. And the devil will eventually take revenge on Stingy Jack, and he ends up roaming the earth for eternity So in purgatory, he doesn't have a place in heaven or hell, which that's very interesting. Um, Jack does, however, have a lighted coal, and then he places the coal inside of a carved turnip, so not a pumpkin or a gourd otherwise, and that's when he created the original jack-o'-lantern. Hmm. Yeah. It was probably just because the pumpkin's bigger. Right. Exactly. I'm like, what did he... Carve in the turnip. Was I want to know how the hell else? he carved a turnip anyway. I, there's some pretty big turnips Is that there? can happen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's, yeah, that's where Jack Lane turns Fascinating. It came, came from. from a turnip. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Abe Lincoln's ghost in the White House. Yes. Specifically. It's a big deal. Yes. That is a very big legend. <laughs> and presidents till this day still talk about yeah. it. Yep. So there are like presidents, first ladies, members of staff, guests of the White House, everything. For years and years and years, they have claimed. There's even either recent him, sightings. Right. With our last two. Right. Either seeing Abe Lincoln's ghost or just feeling his presence there. Ooh. He's a very tall man. So I feel like if you were to feel that presence, Ooh. you would know. 
I'm pretty sure he was like pushing seven feet tall. I'm gonna I was actually gonna look it yeah, up you because should. I'm curious. Um so Calvin Coolidge's wife, Grace, Calvin Coolidge was 30th president. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the first person to actually report having seen the ghost of Abe Lincoln. And Abe Lincoln was number 13, so that's a long time since he was that president. That is a long time. Yeah. Holy hell. She said he was standing at a window in the Oval Office, and he had his hands clasped behind his back, and he was looking out over the Potomac, and they, she thought maybe he was still seeing the bloody battlefields. Because when he was president, the war was literally happening right out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And there's just tales... To this day, and consistently, of Abe Lincoln's ghost. So, I wonder if maybe Grace was the first person brave enough to admit it. (laughs) Or maybe that was the first time. Because if you do believe in stuff like that, spirits are more comfortable with certain people. Or may feel more compelled to come out at different times. That's fair. What is your face? So, my (laughs) face is, because it took me a minute to figure this out. You've been sitting here going... I know. So he was only 6'4". Oh, okay. But he was almost 7 foot with his hat. That's oh, where okay. you're getting that from. Okay. It threw still, me out. He's tall. still six tall. Four, six four. Four. Pretty tall. And he had a very tall hat. That shit yeah. was probably like eight inches. Well, itself. the fact that he's six four and it's almost seven feet, yeah. that's a that's a big ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's tall man. Like look at that's a live picture, like an actual picture. Damn. Him. Like he's big yeah. in that hat. He's a tall man. He's, he's tall, a tall man. He's a tall boy. Yep. So next up is spirit photography or catching ghosts oh. on camera. So Post Civil War, so this is when they had like flashbang cameras and then go and puff smoke everywhere. Weird. Scare the shit out of you while you're taking a picture and you can't move. Or when people had to like sit there for an hour to get one picture. I don't know. Weird. Weird times. And now we just have cameras in our pockets all the time. Yeah. So post Civil War, so a lot of Americans were, you know, feeling that. Civil War was tough. (laughs) Tough times for Americans. There was a photographer named William Mumler. Um, he claimed that he was capturing ghosts on film. And after the Civil War, psh, again, if you Fair. believe in that shit, they were everywhere. They had to have been. Oh, they're still everywhere. Right. So while he was taking self-portraits for practice, one of his prints came back with an aberration mm-hmm. in it. So it says, according to the History.com article, it says, quote, Although he was quite alone in the room when the shot was taken, there appeared to be a figure at his side a girl who was, quote, made of light. Quote, unquote. <laughs> quote within a quote. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's the only way to explain it at the time that the picture was taken. Right. Because that's really the only knowledge base that they had of it. Right. Exactly. And, like, pictures in that time frame, they weren't clear, you know? No. Like, they were those grainy pictures. They were always in, like, sepia tone or black and white. So they weren't these crisp images <laughs> that we would have today. Oh. I just find it funny that there's so many... Because there's pictures that I've even seen because my mom keeps a lot of pictures of our, like, family and stuff. And we've seen, you know, things on camera. And it's so interesting that you catch them on the See, non-digital I, I must have, like, zero spirituality in that sense or, like, sensing of that She's stuff. not open to it. Fair. Because I literally have never... I mean, my mom is a picture taker. Mm-hmm. And I've never in all of her billions, and I'm going to say billions of photos that Look we have... orbs. Even orbs, very few. Maybe hmm. one or two. Hmm. Interesting. It used to weird out all my friends when I was a kid. They're like, how do you not even have orbs in your pictures? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. Weird. I don't know, man. Interesting. Ew. Okay. Anyway, he showed the picture to a friend of his who was a spiritualist 
That's what they would call them back in the day. <laughs> um, and he told him that the girl in the image was a ghost. He's like, yeah, ghostly for yeah, sure. I would too. Yeah. And then um, from there, Mumler was like, well, shit, I'm going to make this a business. <laughs> and so he started spirit photography. <laughs> so I, I mean, really... I'll bet you he made some good money right. on that shit. Exactly. I don't Exactly. I've seen Especially creepy. if he caught seen, something. Yeah, I've seen like aberrations and stuff in so many old pictures. Oh. Like all the fucking time. Absolutely not. And yeah. to be fair, like double exposure was a lot easier to happen True. back then. True. But still. Still. Um, so I've got two more here. So the next yes. one is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. We've talked about we this have. before. Courtney covered that. Last but this kind of talks about the author of the tale mm. a little bit more. So Washington Irving is the one that wrote The Legend of Sleepy Hollow in 1820. I forgot how old that story was. That's just old original. as fuck. Yeah. If anyone is not aware, which you're living under a rock if you don't know this story, but it's a tale about a headless horseman. And he terrorizes Sleepy Hollow, which is actually a real village. And um, this is considered one of the U.S.'s first ghost stories ever. Mm-hmm. And one of the most terrifying. <laughs> and it's one of the most popular, I would say, too. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Like, if you yeah. don't know it, you get made fun of here. Right. For sure. Like, people are like, you're dumb. Right. Because <laughs> it's like in New England, you know, in Massachusetts, Connecticut, New England area, all that. It, there are ghost stories that run rampant and yep. you know like the Salem witch trials things like that in that time frame there are so many but this is one of the most notorious but it's found that Irving's inspiration from it is may have actually come from a story that he experienced while he was a teenager living in Terrytown New York okay he had moved to the area in 1798 he was living in New York City before but there was a yellow fever outbreak so he moved Oh I think I talked about that. that a little bit I think bit. so yeah, yeah. he caught, caught it a little bit um, but he, it takes place in the New York village of Sleepy Hollow, the story does. Right, right. And Ichabod Crane is the main character in the story. He's chased by a headless horseman. And in the story, Irving talks about actual locations and family names that existed in a little bit of the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he ties in, you know, the fantasy and the lore of it all, too. But pretty interesting. It's got a lot of real things sprinkled in. But then a lot of the legend, too, which is cool. I love that. Yeah. So lastly, or I'm sorry, I had three more. I have two more. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Keep up with the Halloween shit. So another is horror movies that are based on true stories. There's a lot. There's so many. It's stupid. Yeah. A lot of people don't even realize half of them are based off of true stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, it only talks about one in particular, which I'll get to in just a second. But there are a lot, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Saw who saw based off of I know it's like people talk like talk about it being based off of Shaman. I don't know. But there's a lot of horror movies that tie into real things. But the one that this talks about particularly is the Amityville horror. So November thirteenth of nineteen seventy four, Butch Ronald, Butch mm-hmm. DeFeo Jr. murdered his entire family while they were sleeping. A year later there is a family that purchased this house. The house was so pretty, too, and it was, like, a really upscale home. They even Um, had to rename the street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it became infamous. Yeah. And it literally, like, the house had, like, eyeballs. And the house is still there, mind you. It is. And people do live in it. And it is still lived in. (laughs) But the family that purchased it was called the Lutz family. Um, And this was in Amityville, New York. So also New York. 
we're all on the East Coast for this one, which is where most of the history of America is anyway. Um, but George and Kathy are the um, husband and wife of the family, and they claim that they started experiencing a lot of paranormal activity within the house. They would see what they call green slime oozing out of the walls. That's so weird in the movies. When the, right. I see, it creeps <laughs> me out when I see that. Yeah, because there's an old Amityville horror, and then there's the Ryan Reynolds Amityville horror. Woof. <laughs> he looks so good in that. He does. I love me some His Ryan shirt's Reynolds. off a lot. I am an OG Ryan Reynolds fan Fair. from his two guys a girl at a pizza place yeah. days. Yeah, not the Barbie days. <laughs> I call them Barbie days because... Yeah. He's he just he he screams Ken to me even though he's not the one who Ryan Glossing played him but still like <laughs> he just screams Ken like he should have been Ken. I think Ryan Glossing. Oh, I think he did great. I'm just saying. Anyway, but, so. tangents. <laughs> um they also said that they would see a creature with red eyes and that members of their family would start levitating in their beds. Yeah, I remember. Ooh. Yeah. Um, an author named Jay Anson wrote a book in 1977 about it called The Amityville Horror, and then it, in turn, inspired this movie, the original, from 1979, and then there was more that came after that, because there was the one, the remake of the original Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds. I think it was, like, early 2000s, maybe? Yeah, and I remember, like, when that all, like, happened, they Mm -hmm. were very upset with, like, the extent that the movie went to yeah. because it wasn't as bad as like the movie makes mm-hmm. it out to be and there's a lot more stuff that's not right. that never happened yeah, in the they movie. They made a lot more paranormal. Yeah, yeah, and I remember the family was just like they made us look like we were absolutely insane. Yeah. Like they were kooks. Yeah, and I they felt did. bad. Yeah. But it is a good movie. It is. But yeah, the family caught a lot of a they lot did. of flack for it. Last one, okay, talks about Mary Shelley, author of Frankenstein. And her dead husband's heart. So, as I mentioned, author Frankenstein, Mary Shelley. Great. Yes, a woman great wrote that book. book if you've book, never yeah, read it, it's so good. She's so talented. Yeah. Please read the book. Like, Don't just watch the movies. Like, such a great horror oh, writer. She's so good. Yeah. The way she paints a picture with her <laughs> words is like beautiful. And in horror, it's even more like. Yeah. So, someone that is able to write. Such terrifying tales. Kind of not surprising that she's got some shit going on. shit. (laughs) So, Mary Shelley's husband, Percy, infamously drowned. Everyone knows that. That, A lot of people believe that's what caused her. Did you not know that? No, I just found it ironic because when I hear Percy, I think Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson is the son of Poseidon, which then he drowned in the water. I don't know. I made like a huge connection in my head in five seconds. Stop tangenting. Sorry. Continue. And I did not know he drowned, no. <laughs> so, yes, her husband, Percy, drowned. Um, he was only 29. Jeez. Yeah, very young. His boat got caught in a storm. This was in mm. 1822 Ooh, in July. So, um, Percy's body and those of fellow sailors that he were with were found 10 days later mm. after they after the ship wrecked. Percy Sheller, wow, Percy Shelley and the others on board were cremated. But... Shelley's heart didn't burn, which is very weird. Um, they thought that it could have been because of a bout of tuberculosis. So again, we're bringing consumption back into it that he had earlier in his life, which I didn't know that that could possibly happen. That is wild. But Mary actually took ownership of his heart 
and was said to have carried it around with her in a silk bag. And there you go. <laughs> you ended on a one that just made my brain literally explode. I'm Thank sorry. History.com because I went in order that they bag. Took it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I could see, like, well, I guess I didn't have teleport back then, but I was like, I could see in the 1800s. <laughs> like, wow, it's just in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> just put it in a damn plastic object. Okay, I guess the soap bag makes more sense, but still. God, yep. how do It's you, like macabrely romantic. Yeah, like, it's really cute, but like. Right. Not at the same very time. Very darkly cute. Yeah. But, I mean, would you really expect anything less no. of the woman that wrote Frankenstein? No. I mean, it's just like Ted Bundy's brain being in a Tupperware jar with I his... I still don't know why the fuck they're not studying that thing. Oh, his psychiatrist has it. Yeah. Which is my Which point. they should have just donated it to be studied. Because literally, the mind of a serial killer. She wouldn't even sell it to Zach Baggins, let alone which is so silly. science. Which is yeah. interesting. Like, why are you gatekeeping Ouch. it? I don't know. But anyway, yeah. that's very wild. I mean, yeah. good for her. I know. She clearly loved her husband. And it's like maybe in some weird way it was meant to be hers because it didn't burn when he was cremated. And what else would she want done with it? I'm you just know? curious what tuberculosis has to do with the heart not burning. Like, what is it about that disease that causes it to yeah, do that? Yeah, maybe it just like... Because it can't maybe. harden it. Like, that, that your heart wouldn't beat. Maybe it, maybe it, like, had something to do with the valves or something. Or, like, scar tissue or something. Maybe scar tissue. I don't know. Maybe I'll find an article on it and put it in the show notes. That's fascinating. I'm yeah. like, my scientific brain is, like, on the move now <laughs> and wants to know the answer. Right. And yeah. I just want to sit and bullshit with you now to figure out the answer. <laughs> but we can't do that on the podcast because then we would be here forever. Yep. Yep. But, yeah. Wow. Wow. Thanks for... Wow. I didn't know half of those. I know. They're really interesting because I was kind of browsing a few different things. And you know me. I love, like, the lists of stuff. Those are kind of my favorites to cover on here. But I was like, oh, this is really cool because I was even just looking at the first one. I didn't know that the fear of vampires came from tuberculosis. I had no idea. Not here in the States. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I was like, damn, these are all cool. I'm here for it's it. It's history.com. What else do you History.com in the weird <laughs> shit in the United States. Yep. Because we didn't go around the world. Yep. Is all our weird asses. Fuck. Yeah. So that's Wild. What that's well, what we've you. got for well, you today, kids. So a little bit of spook spook. A little yeah. bit of... Scoops and learn 23. 23. That's wild. Look at us go. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we have today. <laughs> yeah. If you have any uh, spooky, creepy suggestions or regular case suggestions, too, for our true crime half of the show, <gasps> send them to us at our email it's easier for us to keep organized in the nick of crime podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. The other shit lives in our link tree in our show notes. Okay. Okay. So keep it creepy and stay freaky. And we will see you guys sometime next Tuesday. Maybe. Big next Tuesday. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>